0: Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Art Church, visit us at thearchurch.com or download our app, available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. We appreciate it. We thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher. And we ask tonight that he would just help us to see, to enlighten us, That we would leave here knowing more and having more insight into you and your ministry than, Father, than ever before. So we thank you for that. I thank you, Father, that you anoint me to speak your word with boldness and with clarity and with accuracy. And, Lord, we just expect to receive something good from you tonight. And we give you all the praise for that. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Just recapping last week, real quickly, we talked about the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, and and we talked about that the world cannot receive him, that you have to receive Jesus first. Jesus was talking about that. Then Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm going to come to you. So we're going to talk a little bit more about the role of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is our teacher and reminder. He's the one that reminds us. John 14, 25 and 26, these things I've spoken to you. Jesus was talking with his disciples. It's the last, you know, some of the last things he says to them. He said, these things I've spoken to you while being present with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he, remember, it's not an it, it's he, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Jesus was talking to his disciples, and for the entire time he was with them, he was their teacher. He was the one that taught them, and they would sit there. In fact, sometimes they would call him, teacher, what about this? Teacher, what about that? And so he was well known for teaching. He said, I'm I'm telling you this while I'm present with you. He's indicating he's not going to be present with them. And we'll talk about that because that was real disturbing to them. But he's saying, I'm not going to be present with you, but the helper, the helper, which is the Holy Spirit, he is the helper, he will teach you. And so that's the beautiful thing about it. He is is the teacher. So we're talking a little bit about what he teaches. And Jesus, again, was uh, encouraging them. He kept telling them, you're going to be in good shape, guys. You're going to be all right. You're not going to be orphans. Holy Spirit has the ability to teach you. He can teach you all things because he knows all things. Look at 2 Corinthians. This is Paul talking uh, years later. Paul was writing to the church at Corinth. He said, now we have received, he's writing to the church. This is not a letter to the world, it's a letter to the church. He said, now we've received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So Paul's saying, the, re- well, the reason, one of the reasons we receive the Holy Spirit is because he reveals to us, he knows, he knows everything, and he reveals to us the things of God. He's the one, and, and maybe if you've, if you've been a believer for any length of time, you have probably ha- have had some experience where you heard something, and all of a sudden you just didn't hear it, it became real to you. And you went, oh, well, that's good. And, you, and, you, and you, a lot of times people say, oh, I, I see it. And the Holy Spirit is, is a great teacher. That's why when we come in an environment like this, don't just come in and plop down and go, hope it's good tonight. <laughs> you, you, really, you really want to come in and, with an expectation that God can talk to you. Yes. And that he can show you something. And, and, and here's, here's another thing, you don't, don't ever take the attitude of, I, I know that. I've heard that. I've heard. Listen, we can all learn. And we, can, and we don't know anything as we ought to know it. And we're always learning it. That's the beautiful thing about God's Word is you can see something and you can go back and, and read it again and see something even different. Or you, you might listen to a message and then go back and hear it years later or read a book and read it years later and go, was I even there? I don't, I don't remember that being said. And what happens is you've grown, and now you have the ability to receive more. But the Holy Spirit's a wonderful teacher. And he's the one that can equip you, and he can show you, and he just, he reveals things. He uncovers things. And you see it, and you go, oh, man, that's good. And it's, it's uh, sometimes, and we call that revelation. But it's available to everybody. It's not just available to a certain few or certain super spiritual few. If you'll sit down with, with your Bible and spend some time with it, he'll teach you. And he'll show you some things. Remember, he wrote the book. Amen. And nothing like hearing from the author. <laughs> he wrote it. He inspired it. He can teach you these things. And so as you, as you read, as you, as you we ought to read with expectation because we hear good things. He has the ability to teach us all things he uncovers. And the Holy Spirit reminds us. Now, this is where sometimes the world goes, well, you know, man wrote the Bible and it can't be accurate. No, no, no. The Holy Spirit who was there can bring revelation of what happened and can bring things back to to the memory. So the authors who are writing the book, they weren't having to simply write the Gospels from memory. The Holy Spirit can bring it back to them and he can remind them. He was there. He can remind them that God's word is inspired. So he inspires what was said. But here's the beautiful thing too. He can remind us of scriptures. Now this is one of the great people talk about how can I hear from God? And we'll give you one of the best ways to hear from God is when the Holy Spirit brings a scripture to you. You're dealing with something. You're thinking about something. And and, and a scripture comes. And you're like, well, I ain't thought about that scripture before. When you look at it, you're like, there's my answer right there. A few months ago, I was um, thinking about something in a relationship I had with someone and, and I was just a little perturbed. Um, not joy. <laughs> it, it, was, it was someone else. Someone, someone that I had helped. Someone that, 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 that I had, we really, we'd done a lot for. And I was just a little, little miffed because I didn't think they were very honorable or grateful. Now that's a me problem. So just bear with me. I know all of y'all are innocent. Just, this, look and go. Praise God. We're going to pray for our pastor because he needs help. But I was just, and it, it wasn't anything. But sometimes you, you just you start thinking about stuff, and you're like, I just that's irritating. That's irritating. The more you think about it, the more irritated you are, which is a good reason not to think about it. And so I just finally just told the Lord, I said, I, I am, <laughs> you know what? I don't, I don't know what to do about this. I'm tired, of, <laughs> I'm tired of dealing with this. I'm tired of thinking about it. This is bothering me. ever had that happen? You'll look very innocent. You ever had that happen? <laughs> and this, this phrase came up in my heart we who are strong. And now, and we who are strong. I kept thinking, there's, there's a, I said, that's a verse. We, we who are strong. And, and I, I know I knew that verse, we who are strong. So I, I, I went and uh, I don't know if I went directly to it, but I remember, okay, I'm, I'm looking in my Bible. If you, if you get a Bible, this is one of the reasons I like it, a, a Bible like with, with paper and ink. <laughs> hang tight, hang tight. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to on you. Um, the reason I like one of these is because sometimes, if you get one of these Bibles, if you use the same one, you start to know where things are. And the one, only thing about a digital one, you better know the Scripture, because here I can know where it's on the page. It's like left corner. I'm, I say, well, shouldn't you know the Scripture? Shouldn't you? So let's say. Hey. <laughs> Don't be busting my chops over this, all right? I'm trying to help you. And so I didn't know exactly where it was, but that phrase, we who are strong, kept coming up in my we who are strong. It's, it's actually found in Romans the 15th chapter. I'm just not, it's not gonna be on the screen, I'll read it to you. We then who are strong ought to bear with the weaknesses of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. We who are strong. And, and when I read that, the Holy Spirit had, had brought that verse to my memory. And then, not only did he bring it to my memory, then he taught me something. What he taught me was, stop, stop, this, stop worrying about what this individual didn't do or or did do if you're strong you don't let it bother you Come on. so act like the strong and just let it go and, and don't please yourself For that's jesus didn't please himself so right there was i got a two for one i got it brought to my memory and then i got taught can you see that And so all of a sudden now I'm looking at that situation and instead of me walking around and huffing and puffing going, well, they didn't do this and they didn't do that for me. And the Holy Spirit just said, "Um, Alan, (laughs) if you're strong, you bear with the weaknesses of the weak and you don't please yourself. Y'all go home, y'all got quiet. But but can you see where that was? Came to my memory and it taught me. And so you say, well, what happened? I let it go. It doesn't bother him anymore. Now, I, I keep, and, and this, this is something that might help you. I keep a, a journal, not a diary. <laughs> I do not write, dear diary, today was a hard day. I don't do that. <laughs> I, but I keep a journal. And, and if you keep a journal and just kind of jot down some of those verses that the Holy Spirit shows you, or you jot down some of the things that, and that these lessons that you learn, then you, you can go back and, and go over them and you can recognize a pattern about where God's talking to you in certain areas. People say, I, 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 want, I want the Lord to lead me, Alan, I, I want him to talk to me. This is one of the primary ways he will do it. Right here, put this word. And so the Holy Spirit will bring the Word back to you and what God has said back to you and things back to you. And if you have it written down, then you can go through and you can begin to read it and you begin to go, oh yeah, I remember that. Because ever you noticed as individuals we have a tendency to forget stuff? <laughs> Just, it's easy. And, you can, and then you go back and you read it and you went, oh yeah, he did say that. And then you can see a pattern about how he talks to you. But that's part of his ministry. He teaches us and he brings things back to our memory, here's a, I'm I'm really going through tonight what uh, and, and actually have been doing it all week, just looking at some of the, the things that Jesus said about the Holy Spirit, because Jesus knew Him better than anybody, and as Jesus reveals Him, then He's helping us. So here's this, Here's the next one that the Holy Spirit points to Jesus. John fifteen twenty six. But when the helper comes, again Jesus is talking same, this is in the same conversation with the disciples. When the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Now Jesus was saying that the Holy Spirit is going to testify of Jesus. That means he witnesses for Jesus. No one knows Jesus better, and to testify to the truth of what one has seen or heard or knows. So it's the Holy Spirit who, who will testify, this is how Jesus is. This is, this is him. This is, and, and, and that's important because there's a lot of voices out there. And you need to make sure that you're hearing the right one. I was standing down here a few years ago and a, and a man, I, I knew him from Lakewood. He came down to the front and he began to tell me a, a, a dream that he had. Now, I'm I'm going to tell you something, guys. People have dreams all the time. You may have dreams. Not every dream. In fact, I'm going to tell you to to the truth. Most every dream you have is not from God. I'm going to repeat that just to help you. Most every dream you have is not from God. If you wake up and it's like, man, that was a crazy dream. I was running through my high school in my underwear. And, (laughs) um, and you know, was that the Lord? It was not the Lord. That was what you ate for dinner or something. But that, 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 that was not the Lord. And every dream you have is, is not from God. And this guy came and he began to tell me, he said, he said, I had this dream. He said, and Jesus, and he began to say about how Jesus was just really harsh and, and doing. And as soon as he started talking, something on the inside of me goes, no, that wasn't him. No, that's, I, and I finally stopped him. I said, no, no. I said, brother, no, no. I said, I'm not doubting you had a dream. I said, but that's not the Lord. And uh, he said, it was a dream. I had this dream. It was a, man, he was holding on to it. It was a supernatural dream. I had this dream. I said, I'm not doubting that you had a dream. I said, but I'm telling you, that's not the Jesus I know. And, that, and it was a harsh, mean Jesus who was hurting people. I'm like, no, 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 no. I said, that's not him. Well, that brother got mad at me. I'm glad we had security people around because I thought he was going to take a swing at me. He's like, no, I, I know I had a dream. I said, no, you didn't. And... Uh, Never saw him again. And uh, that's how I grow a church. Just telling people the truth. <laughs> but, uh, but the Holy Spirit will testify about Jesus. And he will witness about Jesus. Now he said the disciples would know it because they'd been with him. But let me tell you something. The more time you spend reading his word, the more time you spend in fellowship with him, you begin to recognize that that's how he is. And you can begin to know him. And the Holy Spirit will witness to you of Jesus and you begin to get a sense of, oh, that's him. That's him. that's Those are his words. Because all kinds of people tell you stuff. The Lord said this, and the Lord said that, and the Lord said, you need to be able to discern what the Lord is and what he isn't. And not just because someone came up to you and said, I've got a word for you, the Lord is telling you this. I'm like, hang tight, Sparky. I, I, I've, got, I've got the ability to, whatever you say, it, if it doesn't confirm what I already have in my own heart, I'm going to leave it alone. And so it's... It's something that I'm grateful that I have the spirit of truth and who can witness to me, that's the Lord, that's not. He testifies of Jesus. And keep in mind this, the Holy Spirit will never exalt a man. He always exalts Jesus because there's not salvation in any other name. In Acts, look at this, Paul is, uh, it's not Peter, it's, uh, it's Peter who's talking. He said, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which reject, was rejected by you builders, he was talking to the Jewish leaders, which has become the chief cornerstone, stone. nor is there salvation in any other, for there's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So the Holy Spirit, listen, the Holy Spirit is is not going to exalt himself. He's he's going to always point to Jesus because Jesus is the one that saves. And Jesus is how people get saved. When when people come to this church, we we, we don't tell them, you need to come and receive the Holy Spirit. We tell them, you need to receive Jesus. You You need to receive salvation. And so you're preaching that. You you preach Jesus, that's how you preach salvation. Jesus said the world can't receive him. So someone has to receive Jesus first before they receive the Holy Spirit. And so understand that the Holy Spirit will always exalt Jesus because there is no other name. I was reading the other day in uh, in the book of Acts where Philip, who was an evangelist, was in Samaria. He was preaching, had a great revival going in Samaria. People were just getting saved, left and right. It was an amazing time. And an angel spoke to him and said, I need you to go down to a desert road in Gaza. And so Philip, the angels spoke to him. Now, the angels won't preach the gospel either. But he sent Philip down to Gaza. He, he, Philip goes to Gaza. He's standing in the desert wondering what he's doing. He said, and the chariot comes by. And in this chariot is, is a, a guy who is a, an official of the Ethiopian queen. He's a high-ranking official. And he's reading, he's reading out loud, reading a scroll. And, and the spirit said, the Holy Spirit said to Philip, go join yourself to that chariot. Philip goes and, and, and joins himself to the chariot. He said, first he ran along beside him, so the chariot had to be moving slow. And so he runs along beside him and says, hey, do you know what you're reading? And the guy said, I, I don't. He was reading the prophet Isaiah. He said, I, I need some help. Philip got up in the chariot with him and sat with him. And he was reading in Isaiah about that he was taken from the world and he opened not his mouth. And the, and the Ethiopian guy said to, to Philip, he said, who is, who is he talking about himself? Or is he talking about someone else? And the Bible said right there that Philip took that scripture and preached Jesus to him. Amen. See, we don't. Our, our message to the world is we need to preach Jesus to the world, because if you don't know Him, that's who you need to know more than anything else. Right there, is he preached Jesus, and he evidently he preached Jesus so much they passed the little lake, and the Ethiopian said, "Here's some water, what's stopping me from being baptized?" And uh, Philip said, he said, "Well." He said, said, if you believe with all your heart, he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. They stopped the chariot, jumped out, got that guy baptized, and the Bible said when he came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord took Philip, and he beamed him up. He was gone. Read the story. He didn't say beamed him up, but it said he took him, (laughs) and he he was found in Antioch, so you see an angel, you see the Holy Spirit, but you see them preach Jesus, that Jesus is the way to salvation. The Holy Spirit will always exalt him. And so, I love, oh, by the way, that Ethiopian guy, he went back and took the gospel of Jesus Christ and spread it all over Ethiopia. It was a huge influence, which is why Philip was interrupted and sent down there. So, the Holy Spirit does that. Jesus calls, the, in the Old Testament, excuse me, New Testament, we can acknowledge and reference the Holy Spirit. We don't exalt him, but we reference him. He said, we don't want to ignore him. But the early church leaders referred to him. They talked to him. They talked about him. They said things like, why would you lie to the Holy Spirit? They said, "Um, the Spirit told me to go with them. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. So you have that. But they have them referring to the Holy Spirit. So in the, in the book of Acts, you see them talking about the Holy Spirit like He's real, because He is. Mm-hmm. And talking about Him like He's a person, because He is. And talking about Him like He had interaction with Him because they did. And so now they're saying, hey, the Spirit said this seemed good to the Spirit. So they referenced the Holy Spirit a lot. They exalted Jesus. They preached Jesus. They talked about the Holy Spirit's help. And then Paul, And then Paul writes, and he says, and don't grieve the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians, look at this. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth but what's good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers and do not grieve. That word grieve means make sorrowful the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You can't make an it sorrowful. You can make a person sorrowful. And it says, don't grieve him. We say, well, how do, you, how do you grieve the Holy Spirit? Evidently by the words that we say. And make them sorrowful, make them sad. He said, well, if I grieve the Holy Spirit, will he leave? No, he will not leave. Jesus said he'll be with you forever. Amen. And so you don't have to worry about that. But, we, but here's, here's my point. If we treat him like he's real, it actually will help us monitor our behavior. Because I don't want to make him sad. He helps me. He's with me. He knows what goes on. And with that kind of thought in mind, it kind of helps us bring our, our behavior. Like, because I need his help. I don't want to make him sad, So I want my words to be good. He referred to the Holy Spirit like he's real. Then Jesus dropped a bombshell on the, on the disciples when he called the Holy Spirit our advantage. John 16, verses five through seven. But now I go away, just Jesus talking. Now I go away to him who sent me and none of you ask me where you're going. But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. Now, we read that and we go, okay, yeah, Jesus is going away. Do you realize how much Jesus did for these guys? I just begin to think about Jesus saying, I'm going away, but it's going to be all right, guys. In fact, it's going to be better for you that I go away. And I know they're looking at him going, really? <laughs> really? Because think about what Jesus did. I'm just, I just wrote down a few things. Jesus had answers for all their questions and their problems. He always knew what to do. How are we gonna feed all these people? Jesus had an answer. Who were, and he would, they would even ask things like, where do you want us to eat the Passover? He had an answer. Who's gonna be the greatest? He had an answer for that one too. And he settled the disputes among them. He always knew what to do. He filled their days With an expectation of something amazing, he always knew where to go. He led them every day. I don't think they ever woke up and went, let's take a vote about where we're going. I bet Jesus said, we're going here, we're going there. He led them every day. He always knew where to go. Here's here's the next one. He was fearless in the face of trouble and he made them fearless. Jesus was always calm. He calmed storms and crazy demon-possessed people. Do you ever think Jesus was like like freaked out? We never can see Jesus freaked out. We freak out. He doesn't freak out. He's calm. And I was reading the other day where where he uh, he was going to an area, I think in in the land of Gennesaret or something, and he came to an area and they had two guys who came out of the tombs who were demon-possessed. And the Bible said they were so fierce that no one could even pass that way. And so you got Jesus getting out of the boat and he's starting to walk and probably someone stopped and said, uh, excuse me, sir, where are you going? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, going that, I'm going that way. Sir, you do not want to go that way. There are two bat crazy guys down there who, who they're demon possessed. They're crazy and they'll hurt you. They cut themselves, they run around naked, they scream all night. We try to chain them up and you can't chain them up. These guys are crazy. Don't go that way. And all the disciples are going, yeah, let's, let's don't go that way. <laughs> and Jesus is like, no, we're going to go this way. And I'm sure, they're all, I'm sure all the disciples look at one another going, there are crazy people there. These are demon possessed people. I bet you they followed Jesus. He's out front, and they're like behind. And these two demon-possessed people come out screaming, and Jesus was calm. And he cast the demons out. And they went into a bunch of pigs, and the pigs ran down into the water. That was a day. you are like, whoa. He was always calm. He was always fearless. He made them so bold, they were going to call fire down one time on a group that didn't want to receive it. So they were around him, and he's remember, he's telling them, it's to your advantage, I go away. He always knew where to go. He always knew what to do. He was always calm, and he gave them a sense of divine destiny and purpose. You see, with Jesus there, they weren't just regular guys anymore. Now they're guys with the destiny. Now they're guys with, who all of a sudden have gone from being fishermen to tax collectors and, and, and zealots and, and really, people that no one knew. And now all of a sudden, they're people that have a destiny. People that, can, people that are going to help change a nation. And then Jesus looks to them and goes, and I'm going away. And they're going, oh, no, no. How could you go, oh, please? And he says, no, it's to your advantage that I go away. Now, that's something that we need to get a hold of. It's to our advantage that we go away. The Holy Spirit is our advantage. Here's the thing. When Jesus was on the earth, he stayed in one place and one time he was limited to a physical body. But when the, when Jesus left, he said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. And that same Holy Spirit, who's the same kind of helper that I am, he can be with you, every one of us. We don't have to go to a place to hear from God or a place to hear from the Holy Spirit. He is with us all the time. He is in us all the time. You say, Alan, how does that happen? I don't know, but I believe it. If he can be in everyone, listen, there are dimensions we don't even know about. We get limited to these dimensions. There are spiritual dimensions. There might be five or six or seven. We don't even know the dimensions, but God can live big on the inside of us and we don't have to wait to go. Well, Jesus is over there. We got to, man, we got to go to Beaumont. He's in Beaumont now. We got to go to Beaumont to see him. No, he lives in us now. And here's the beautiful thing. If he lives in us and he's our advantage, what can he do for us? Well, one, he always knows what to, he always knows what to do because he knows everything. The one on the inside of us knows everything. Now, our key is we, we, need to, we need to know some of what he knows, but he knows everything about everything. Y'all need to jump on that. Everything about everything. He knows how to make a marriage work. He knows how to fix your, your, your kid who's driving you nuts. He knows how to fix your spouse and it ain't you. He knows how to get peace in your heart. He knows everything about everything. He knows what's wrong with your business. He knows how to fix stuff. He knows how to sell. He knows what's going to work. He Listen, you're not going to stump the Holy Spirit. You're not going to come up with something and he goes, whoa. I had never thought of that before. He knows everything about everything. Jesus said, it's your advantage that I go away. He always knows which way to go. Jesus knew which way to go. He knows which way to go. Romans eight fourteen. for those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. The Holy Spirit can lead us and can give us direction in life. He knows which way to go. It's your advantage, Jesus said, that I go away. He'd been leading them, now the Holy Spirit would. He'd been giving them answers, now the Holy Spirit would. Can you see this? And, and the beautiful thing about it is that same Holy Spirit who was in the 12 could go to the 120, could go to the 5,000, could go to the billions of believers all over the world. That's the same Spirit that lives in us. He knows which way to go. He knows what to do. He is always calm. The Holy Spirit is not freaking out about your situation. He is, the, he is calm. In 2 Timothy, it said, Second Timothy 1, it said, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He's always calm. He's always collected. He is not afraid of anything. The Holy Spirit is not a spirit of fear. He's not the one causing you to be afraid. He's the one causing you not to be afraid in a difficult situation. He can bring peace. He knows what to do. He knows where to go. He's always calm, and he gives us a sense of divine destiny and purpose. Romans 8, 15 and 16. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, that we are the children of the living God, I don't care where you are and where you've been and what you've done. When you made Jesus your Lord, you became a child of the living God. You have a relationship with the Heavenly Father who is greater than anything or anybody who knows everything. In fact, the Bible said the very hairs on your head are numbered. He knows exactly what's going on and you're His child. He can help you and you're His child. He can work with you and you're His child. And there's a sense of divine destiny and purpose that hits all of us. That's something that almost every believer feels when they come to the Lord. They say things like I just feel like I'm called you're exactly right you are called you are called to be a child of God you are called to be a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ and you've got the Holy Spirit to help you do it who goes with you every day of the week seven days a week he is with you all the time As you think about this, as you meditate on this, as you hear this, and I know this may be new to some of you, we have ignored him for too long. We need him if we're going to do what we need. People say our nation needs prayer. Our nation needs to get saved. We need salvation to hit our nation. We need people to be reached. And let me tell you something, we get get a lot more saved. We have a lot more problems solved right there, right there. Because the same changes that have happened in you can take place in them. And the Holy Spirit is the only one who can help us do it. We need His power to do it. He told the disciples, He said, Don't leave, don't leave Jerusalem until you're endued with power. If the disciples who walked with Jesus for three and a half years needed the Holy Spirit, how much more do we? If they walk with Him and He's like, Don't leave, then how much more do we? We need His help. And thank God we've got His help. Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness. And thank you, Father, for the fact that you have given us such a marvelous gift, an advantage who helps us, who knows, who teaches us, who reminds us, who walks with us, who cares about us, who can show us things to come. Thank you for that. And Father, we thank you for the greatest gift for Jesus. Thank you that his gift of salvation, Father, is so available to everybody. And we rejoice in that, regardless of where we've come from or what we've done. Salvation's available to all. Set your bowed eyes or closed. No one's looking around. If you came tonight and you said, You know what, Alan, I don't, I don't have a relationship. I've never asked Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of my life, but I want to do that. Or maybe you're like I was. I did it when I was younger and I got away from God. And you recognize you're sitting there right now going, I, I know I'm away from God, but I don't, I don't want to be there. I want to come, I want to come back home. We're going to say a prayer. If you're watching online, you can say this prayer with it. If you're by yourself, you can pray it by yourself. If you're with others, you pray it quietly. But, we're, but this is a prayer we're going to pray in here. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I'm going to ask you this question. If that's you I'm talking to. And you say, Alan, I, I want to come back to the Lord. Or I want to receive him for the very first time. Would you pray for me? Quickly, just slip your hand up at, at, across this aisle. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Got you. Thank you. you put your, Great. Got you. Way in the back. Good. You Put your hands down. Maybe you didn't lift your hand you wanted to. Obviously, if you're online, I can't see you. But if that's you and you're saying, this is me, then this prayer is for you. We're going to say it with you as a church family. You pray it with us. Those of you who lifted your hands, or maybe you didn't, but you wanted to, you you can pray this out loud. I'll lead you in it. We're going to join you as a church family. Say, dear God, I know mankind needs a savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ. Because I said yes to you. And I heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Father, thank you for that. Thank you for those who've come back home and those who've come to you for the very first time. And we rejoice with them at the marvelous destiny that you have for them, the wonderful things you have planned. We give you all the praise for that in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. and amen. We hope this message has blessed you. We have services every single Sunday at 9 and 1030 and Wednesday nights at 7. We'd love to see you here. Have a great week.